The following shear has been presented by Rav Yosef Greenwald, Dayan at the Beis Havad of Yerushalayim, and is brought to you by the Beis Havad Halacha Center. For contract and ISCA draft and review, wills and estates, or other halachic services, please call 1-888-485-8223 or visit thehalachacenter.org. We have in this week's parasha, parasha's Baha'u'llah, the parasha of Pesach Sheni. Interesting how it's over here in Parshas Baloischa, it's out of place. But it's clearly not connected to the Parshas of Karbonus or of Yom Toivim. It's here in the Parshas that speak about the events of the Dor Hamidbar. Because Pesach Sheni stands not only as a halacha in a Yom Tiftik halacha, but it's part and parcel of the experience of Klai Yisrael in the Midbar that there were those that couldn't participate with the fullness with the, the Yom Tovim of Pesach with Klai Yisrael, and they had to do a second best, they had to do a Pesach Sheni. We'll go back to this Nekudim Yetzasha. The Pesach says, Vayoyimru These unnamed people, it's not clear who these people were, others say it was the, uh, the ones that were metame to uh, to take out the nod of an aviu from the Kodesh HaKadoshim. Others say that it was those that were Noisei Aroin Yosef in the Midbar. Anachnu Tmeim L'Nefesh Adam with Tmeim. And it was Chodesh Nisan. They weren't able to be Metaher. And they weren't able to be the Karben Pesach. Lomani Gora. Why should we lose out on the Heliga Mitzvah of Karben Pesach? The the wording of the Pesach is a little bit peculiar. Vayayimu Anoshim Hoheimu Elov. So this Sifri, the Medrash over here on Parshas Baloischus is Rabbi Oimer. She'en Talmud Loimer Ha'emo. What, what, what? It's a funny word. Vayemu Ha'anoshim Ha'elu. Ha'em. What's Ha'emo? Elamagid, it's a Loshin Yochid. Ha'em is a Loshin Rabbim. She'en Nisholem El Labal Ha'maisa. Ha'emo, there's a dogish over here. They asked the question. Vayemu Ha'anoshim Ha'emo Elov. Anachnum Tmeim Lenefesh Odom. Meaning to say that they didn't, they weren't told this Hoyro from Moshe Rabbeinu, or they didn't ask the Shailah The people themselves told Moshe Rabbeinu. Okay, it's a diak and a pasuk. The, the question is, what, what's the difference? They sent a messenger, they, they, they faxed the shout to Moshe Rabbeinu, they texted Moshe Rabbeinu, they asked them themselves, what, what's, what's the significance of this point? So the Panam Yofois, which is the Pirush of the Balha Flo, Allah Torah, says, uh, says on this Sifri, Koshalav, very hard to understand. You can't ask a Shailai Deshliach, you can't write a letter, you have to, you have to ask it yourself. It's a mitzvah to do it to yourself, to ask a shiloh when you don't know, when you're in doubt on a point of halacha. So the Panami office has a dover nifla admoid, which opens up a window onto an interesting halachic topic, which is not much discussed. This is the Indian of how to ask shilohs. Is there any significance to who's asking the shilohs? This is a multifaceted discussion. We're going to, Bez Hashem, tackle one point which creates halachic nafkeminis, ramifications, of how the Shail is asked, or who's asking the Shail. Let's see what the Panam office says. He says like this, he says, Ba'emerson, if you think about it, uh, let's say it was a bunch of people, these Anoshim or 
and they were carrying Aroin Yishol Yosef. He says, if you learn the halachas of Tumah, uh, Tumah's mace properly, there's a Tumah mace if he touches a dead body, okay. But the halacha of somebody carrying the Aroin of a dead person is not as simple as that. Why is that? Because the halacha is that the fact that he's metame, even though he didn't touch the mace, is only insofar that he's the Iker Noise. Masha'enken, if you have a bunch of people carrying, it could very well be that the Iker weight and the bearing of that weight was done by five people. And one person is not more than a Messiah. There's a halakhic term Messiah. We pass him Messiah in by Mamish. It's not called he's doing a Maisa of carrying. This is a halacha that's Mufush, by the way, in Hilchastom Vitayu. That somebody who's carrying is Zod, but he's not really doing the carrying. The weight is being borne by Reuven, Shimon, Levi. Yehuda is just Messiah. makes it a little bit easier. He's keeping their balance. Messiah, that's not called he's carrying a Zod. He does not have the Tum of the Tahara fallout of carrying that mess. That being said, it's possible that a few of these people, one of these people, was not Tommy. Certainly somebody was Tommy, but it's not clear who was Tommy. Now, we have, a, as a general rule, if uh, people have a sophic tumor, we won't go into the halachic differences between where they carry it, sophic tumor shusuram, sophic tumor shusuram, that's another discussion. Suffice it to say, in this case, where they were carrying in the public domain, shusuram, it's only a sophic tumor, you should be able to say that every one of these people should be tohor because of a chazoka. The, one of the one of the golden rules of halachic psak is that in very many cases where there's a sophic, the Torah says that when something has a halachic or a or a, a mitzius ticker, a physical reality that was a status quo, and there's no reason, not there's no reason, but there's no absolute that that changed. So the halacha is the status quo paskins. Chazoka, the Klal Chazoka is a basic Klal in many areas of Allah. Over here, all these people had a Cheskes Tahara. Says the Panam Yafo, he's a beautiful Chesofo. He says, but what was the problem? The problem was that all of these people came to ask together. They all came to ask Moshe Rabbeinu. Since they all asked together, so Mamela, they bound themselves up, all of them, in one Shiloh. They all asked, are we Tomei, or can we bring a Karm Pesach? Moshe Rabbeinu certainly could not respond to them that they're all Tohar, because there's somebody over there who's Tomei. Remember, somebody carried the Oren. If somebody bore the weight, it's possible that somebody, or each person at least, is maybe there's a certain amount of something that each person is not Tommy Mace, but somebody certainly is. Moshe Rabbeinu, to let out of his mouth, you're all Tohor, is incorrect. Now, let's examine that. So, the part of the office says, that was the problem. The problem was they came to ask, and that's why the post is Magish, they asked together, they asked together, Moshe Rabbeinu had to say, you're Tommy, if you're Tommy, so Moshe Rabbeinu, they had to have recourse to Pesach Sheni. Okay, Ad Kandvorov, and the flowing shall upon him the office. Let's examine that premise. Is that so that if five people ask a shadow together, and certainly it would be incorrect to answer all those five people, um, all with one decisive sack, because somebody has the problem or somebody has some type of status, halachic status change, 
Does that render that psak incorrect? L'chayr, there's a, there's a very straightforward or a very classic address for this type of question. It's called the sugya of Shnei Shvilin. What's Shnei Shvilin? The Gemara describes himself in Daf Yud, two people walking down. There are two paths from point A to point B. Two people went from point A to point B. One person went on one path, one person went on another path. We know that there's a dead body buried underneath one of those paths. Somebody went over a dead body. Somebody became Tomei Lames. Somebody. Each person is really a suffix because we don't know which path had it. Says the Gemara that if Ruvain, one of those two people who traveled from point A to point B, comes to Bezlin, comes to Arov, and asks the Shalomai, Tomei Otor, the Haloch is his tar. He has a suffix to Hari, he has a Cheskis Shimon then comes to the Rav and Shimon says, Am I Tor? The Rav is allowed to tell him Tor. The fact that the, that it can't be that both Psachim are incorrect is of no relevance. Ruven has his Psach. Shimon has his Psach. Ruven has a din to rely on Chazavah. Shimon has a din to rely on Chazavah. Even though statistic, not only statistically, it's in reality impossible, that does not make a difference. Each one of these two fellows has a Cheskis Tahara. However, there's a din in Bo Bibas Achas. If Reuven and Shimon come to ask their question together, and they say, "Are we tmeim?" The halachas you can't pass him for both of them together. They're tahirim because that's that can't be one psak. The way Rashi is very interesting. They ask dibur of each other. That means if Reuven would come and Shimon would ask the question twenty seconds later, Shimon's off the hook. He's tahir. But if Reuven and Shimon ask, Tachidadibah is always the halachic uh, definition of saying something at the same time. It is less than a space of two seconds or whatever it is, two and a half seconds. Um, that's called Bebasachas. When you ask the two Shailas Bebasachas, by definition you're asking one Shaila. Reuven said, Am I Torah? Shimon chimed in, Am I Torah? Since they said it together, the Rav hears it as one Shiloh. We're, we're, we're creating over here a dynamic in how a Rav uh, deals with Shilohs that are asked. It's a very real halacha. If the Rav hears Ruben and Shimon asking together, that's one Shiloh, he can't give an incorrect psak. To give a psak, your tohor is impossible. Both of them can't be tohor. But if he's giving a psak to Ruben, he's giving a psak to Shimon, one has nothing to do with the other, then that's fine. That's fine. The same thing is true, by the way. Atsushto would be. Two people ask the shadow together. One's an Ashkenazi, one's a Svardi. And there might be ramifications that are for him. and might be Kulus Lutzad Ashkenazi, Kulus Lutzad Svardi. You can't pass them both together. You, you can't pass them a Dover that's a Stirim in Eubei as one Psach. You could talk to each one as an individual and pass them for each one separately. This is an important cloud. So the part of the author is saying a beautiful piece and how to explain the uh, the Pasuk and the Medrash. The problem is that the Rishonim point out, Taisis already says in Psalm Dafyu, that this din of answering two Shilas that are uh, that are posed as one Shila, answering them and you can't answer the two of them Ki'ilu separately is only a din derabonon. We're explaining here Pasuk Gachumish. So the Panam Yafis is a very nice pilpul, but it's not going to fit. Unless we add another level of understanding to the Panam Yafis. And this is something that's important in Halacha. We just said that Be'etzim, when two people have 
separate trials. The fact that they worded them together only means midirabonon that the rov can't answer. The psak can't be uh, one psak that's a stirum in eilbe. But if they ask the shilas separately, then they're separate shilas. We said that this midirabonon. Midiraisa doesn't make a difference. Since Be'etzim, each one is a separate Shaila, so then by definition, each one stands for itself. The fact that they asked it together is of no regard. What would be, however, if something is not just two Shailas that happen to have been asked to the Rav as one, but they're inherently one Shaila? It's quite possible that Midiraisa, you can't have a Psak that can't, uh, can't fit both ways. Meaning, say, the two people that came and asked, Reuven and Shimon, they both walked from point A to point B, the two Shilas are Be'etzim two Shilas. Reuven has a Shila on himself. Did I walk down a path with a dead body? The answer is, you have a Cheskus Tire. No, you didn't. You're taught. Shimon has a separate Shila. The fact that it happens to be that we know that Reuven walked down one, Shimon walked down the other, so it can be both, but they're not one Shila. What does what Reuven have to do with Shimon? What does Reuven's walking have to do with Shimon's walking? There are cases, however, where two people be'etzem are meshach shaykhi to the same shayl. We'll give an example. This is an example. The one who says this is is Reb Chaim In his Gewaldi Gosef Achiezer, Chelek Aleph Simen Zayin. Reb Chaim says this word. He, he says it like Kasha that all the G'day Le'achreinu are busy with the K'tzois. In Simen Lamed Dalet, the Chem Deshlami Yehudeh, Simen Dalet. They ask a question, a case in a Gemara, in Baba Basu, Daf Lamed Aleph Amid Beis. Where the Gemara says that two kite edim, Reuven and Shimon came into Bezdin and said that they know that Yanko borrowed money from Shmero. Levi and Yehuda come into Bezdin, they say they know that Reuven never borrowed money from Shimon. Flat out stereo. Now, what you do with the halbo, there's nothing you can do about it. You have tray, tray. It's two edim against two edim, you have a deadlock. Okay? So, there's nothing you can do about it. However, we know, as a Bezdin, we know that two of these Adam just bore Eidu Sheker. Two of these guys are liars, right? It's either Reuven and Shimon are liars or Levi and Yehuda. What happens if we have a Chuppah the next week and we have Reuven saying Eidus and we have Levi saying Eidus? Somebody's a liar. Somebody is possible Eidus. We have a serious problem. Now, Kishala Atzmom, Reuven, and lady, each one of them has a cheskus kashus. Moving with the Gemara, each aide has a cheskus kashus that he's not a liar until proven otherwise. Everybody has a cheskus kashus until proven otherwise. Even though there were two aides that were sized to each other, but when I say each one has a cheskus kashus, but if they're together, obviously somebody's a liar. Somebody's aidus is not going to be good. So we can't believe that Eidus that's formed from a, a, a Reuven and Levi. The adversaries of last week joined up this week. We can't believe Reuven and Levi because Lamaisa, one of them is a liar. Ask the above-mentioned Gedele Echreidim. Lamaisa, that is Shnei Shvilin, right? Each one has a Chazalka. Somebody over here is not good. Um... Why would you passel? Why would you passel? Why don't you say that each of them, both of them, have a cheskus kashrus, even though it's a stirumine obey? The answer of Chaim Moses says is, is that even though these two people, whether they have a cheskus kashrus, the choyra is independent from each other. It's really not. Since last week they came into Bezdin together, they created, they forged an identity 
which is mitla talui. Since when when edim say in bezdin and other edim say fakeret, the edim are saying together with the other edim. Reuben and Shimon are saying not like Levi and Yehuda. Levi and Yehuda are saying not like Reuben and Shimon. By definition, Reuben and Shimon, Levi and Yehuda, they're all locked up in one story. So the next week, it's not two independent people asking two Shilas. It's one Shiloh, who's the apostle. You can't be Machshu, Reuben and Levi, based on Chazoka. This is the Yisrael that we just discussed. That on that level, we're inherently, Reuben and Levi are one Shiloh. Over there, you won't say Shnei Shvil. You will not be Metaher. Another example, a little bit uh, of a different area in Halacha, but it's a fascinating example. There's a Gemara in Nida Dafnun Tes. You have a Chaluk. You have a, it's not such a common Metzias Bismanazer. You have a garment, a woman's, uh, dress. And it was worn by three women. Usually it doesn't happen Bismanazer. In those days, maybe they borrowed clothing from each other. Three women wore a dress in a short time span. You add, the third one takes off the article, the garment, and she finds a blood stain on it. A Kesem. Now, normally a woman finds a kesem on a baguette. If it's the right size and it's the right color, then it's metame. So what happens, let's say the third woman takes it off. Who, who's tame? Three women wore it, it today even. Who's tame? Now, l'chari, each woman has a cheskes kashus. The halach is the yumetame. Why yumetame? So the Rajma says over here, you can't say shnei shvili. Not clear exactly why, what. The placey in Yeridei, similar Kuf Tzadik, on this type of halacha, says because each one is not an independent, but again, by Shnei Shvilin, each person is an independent child. The fact that they ask together doesn't define them Ba'etzim as one child. Sometimes you have two people that are inherently part of the same story. Like here. When, well, we have three women. We'll call them Sari, Rivka, and Rachel. When Rachel takes off the baguette, she just took off the baguette, she found a kesem on her clothing. But no, she has a t- what's called in Hilchus Ksamim, a tzliya. She has a place where she could explain away the kesem. She didn't see that. There's a kesem here on the baguette from somebody else. That's not her, not her t- tumor. She can explain it by saying, no, 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 there was a different woman an hour before me that wore the article of clothing. So what are you saying? You're saying that your shadow, when you ask the Rav, when Rachel asked the Rav, by definition she's linking her fate, the answer to her question, together with the other woman. So how can you put two women together and, and give them both a chazaka? Each woman her shyly inherently includes the other woman. The only way she can be tired is because there's another woman to be tired. So she's asking together with the other woman. Even if they don't ask together, but they really are asking together because one shadow. Who was, whose blood is on the baguette? Who's tummy? So the place he says that, uh, there's no Dinesh nation. You can't look at it as two independent shadows and give each one a cheskus kashus, a cheskus tahara status. You could ask that over here, each one, woman only needs one other woman for a tliya. Why be metama all three? So maybe you're not going to do that, because each one, by definition, is together with the other two. I don't know. It would be possible to say the same vart and say it a little bit different. Maybe what we could suggest is, is that the shayla is really not ksamim, as we know, the Gemara explains, according to many rishayim, ksamim is not metama de raisa. The Tumor of a woman finding a stain on her clothing is a dindera bonon, and really the source of it is in Hilchas Tumor Vitara. 
In Hilchus Tumah Vitar, we're makbid, even though Dam was below her Goshen, because of that, they were Metama, a woman also, what's negated to us, also to be Metama, her Labaila. But Be'etzem, the Shaila is not on the woman. Be'etzem, a woman that has a Dam, without a Hargosh is not Tmeya. The Shaila is, starts from Tumataira, and then the Shaila is on the, is on the article of clothing. The Shaila is, is this article of clothing Tome or not? That means a woman does not become Tome from a, uh, Ri'iyah's Dam without a Hargosha, but the clothing that has Dam need on it does become Tome. So the question is, it's a Khumra in the question really is, is this article of clothing Tommy? Once the article of clothing is Tommy, then we say, you also That's the dynamics of Ksomim. Again, this is Machlaik Sushanim, but according to some Rashanim, this is the way it works. If that's the case, then we don't have three women with three Shilas, am I Tommy or not? We have one Shila. There's one Shila, is this article of clothing Tommy or not? It happens to be then which woman will that be metame? There's three shalas, but, but inherently it's better than one shayla. So if it's one shayla, even if they ask separately, they're really asking one shayla. Maybe only if they're asking together, but I'll compare them. If they are asking together, then the raisa would be metame because it's one shayla. That's the halach over here. We'll just go back to what we started with. The essence, if we say the marshal of Thomas Mace, is the ability, Tumas Meis means that man was created to live forever. Man was created to live Lonetzach. By definition, Tumas Meis means it's possible to fall and it's possible to again strive for greatness. In the sense of a person becomes Tome and then he's able to retire himself and he's able to climb back up the mountain. He was worried to come to the base of English, he became Tome Lamez, he can't. He's able to climb back up. The story of the Dor Hamidbar is the story of Klausel struggling, rising, falling, and being able to climb up. Klausel went into Eretzel's Da'amanivcha despite their failures, despite their falling. The story of Tumas Hamais is inherently linked up. And that's why there's a Pesach Rishon. Pesach Rishon represents coming to the Darga of Shlem. As when they left Mitzrayim, was ready to achieve perfection. They went to Maimon Hasina, they were ready to get the Torah and to be Nitzchistic, immortal people. They fell, Cheto Egel, Chet Meravon, and so on and so forth. And we could still pick ourselves up and rise and come close to HaKadosh Baruch even after falling. Isn't that the story of Pesach Sheni? Pesach Sheni is about you missed the boat. You missed the opportunity, you still have another opportunity. So the idea of Pesach Sheni is inherently linked up with the struggles of the Dara Midbar. And that's why this is the Korban which is given over here in the story of Klai. So this is not a parasha where we have the halachic Korbanis and celebration of Yom Tov, but it is the parashas that have the story of the struggles, the failures, and the successes of the Dara Midbar. The Base Havad on the Parsha series has been brought to you by the Base Havad Halacha Center. To reach the Center for Halacha Consultations, Service, Educational Seminars, or Media, please call 1-888-485-VAD. That's 1-888-485-8223. To sign up to the BHHJ, 
the Base Havad's weekly interactive e-journal, please visit www.bhhj.org, or you can email us at office at the halacha center.org.